0: This is the final installment week of our Jesus series. I have thoroughly enjoyed myself through this series. I hope that you have. If you've missed any of the weeks, you can go back on YouTube and check it out on our YouTube. Um, It's there for you to see. We usually share it every Monday um, on Instagram or Facebook, the link so that you can get on there um, and click that and go and just watch the messages back. It's always good to rehear something that you heard because you missed some of it. Uh, Sometimes we're throwing out a lot of stuff. I know I talk. Sometimes when I get excited, I can't stop. And I just keep going and going and going. And I know um, that we need to get back to this place. But today we're talking about Jesus, our Lord. Really felt as I was preparing this week that this should have been something that I did probably like week two, because we dove into Jesus, our friend and how we go to an intimate place. But there's a pathway to being friends with Jesus. And he tells us in scripture. That's the beautiful thing about the Lord. And I've tried to show you every week how good the Lord is. That He tells you to do something, but then right after it shows you how to do it. He he does it. You got to dig a little bit, yes. You can't find treasure just laying on the top of the ground. You got to dig for it, right? If you want something of value, it's buried. There's some depth to it. You got to get there. And so we looked at John 15 15 that says, No longer do I call you servants. For the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from the Father, I have made known to you. So what does this mean, pastor? That means for us to be called friend, for us to enter an intimate level with the Lord, he must be first, our Lord. He cannot be our friend before he's been our Lord. How do you know that? Just like I said, I no longer call you servants. At some point, I had to call you servants. You had to view me as Lord and obey and do what I ask you to do. And then there is this this bridge that goes into this deeper intimacy level with the Lord. And can I let you in on how intimate that is? If you read through the Gospels, you see where Jesus is so passionate about being alone with the Father, right? Spending time with him, hearing his voice. All that I've seen the Father do, I now do for you or everything I've heard him say. Like that is a very important thing to him. Because for all eternity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit have all been in unison as one. We talked about that first week, okay? I'm going somewhere with this. That is an intimacy that is so deep that the Lord is saying, now I have let you know everything that me and the Father have talked about. Those intimate moments with the Father, I want to have with you. Those those moments where we can just whisper to one another and we know each other's voice and each other's tone, you know my presence, it's something that we yearn for together every single day of our lives, like you can enter into that, but the gateway to get to that place is going through Lord first. So Matthew chapter 7, open your Bibles or your apps to Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, and today again we are talking about Jesus our Lord As you're turning there, a lot of times we don't, we don't like to identify Jesus as our Lord. Because, again, in the American culture, for someone to be Lord over me, that means they have to tell me what to do. And there's one thing in my life you ain't going to tell me what to do. Ain't no one going to tell me what to do. They're going to take this mic away from me. I keep putting it closer to my mouth. <laughs> Not used to this. What do I do with my hand? Okay. But I need you to hear me. There is great benefit for you in having Jesus as Lord of your life. Again, Jesus came to show us the kingdom of heaven does not function like the earth. He's not telling you what to do to lord it over you. He's telling you what to do because he knows better than you. There's a difference. He's not telling you what to do because he's wanting to hold it over your head. He is wanting to tell you you what to do because he knows better than you. So Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. This is Jesus speaking. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, and do mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers, of lawlessness. Lord, I pray over your word today. I pray that as it goes out, that only is said what you need to be have said today, God. That as we talk about you as Lord of our lives and what that truly looks like and what that truly means. Lord, I just pray over your people, over our hearts that they would be good soil and that this message would change our lives forever. In your name we pray. Amen. The word Lord here is the Greek word Curios, curios. it is spelt K-Y-R-K-Y-R-I-O-U-S, one more time, K-Y-R-I-O-U-S, Curios. This word's meaning is a title of honor, expressive of respect and reverence, it's how a servant would greet their master, one who has control of a person, or it is to the one who a person belongs to. And this is also that word that is a is name of the Lord, the name of God. So here we see Jesus saying, everyone who identifies me in this way won't enter the kingdom. And I'm, I'm, I'm opening with this because I want you to understand there's more to you just saying that he's Lord of your life versus him actually being Lord of your life. There's a huge difference in that. Jesus is saying there's going to be a lot of people. That come to me on the, on the judgment, it says on that day, that's judgment day. For those that don't know, there is a day that we will stand before the Lord and answer for our lives. We will answer for our lives, and we will stand there, and is their name in the book of life. All of those that have accepted Jesus in their life and lived a holy, righteous life. Okay? And it doesn't have to be perfect. That's why, that's why it comes through the blood of Christ And we are constantly working, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But you're going to stand there, and you will be like, I said that prayer when I was in second grade. I said that prayer back when I was in second grade. But you never lived your life like he was Lord of your life. You never followed his commands, so you'll stand up and say, Lord, Lord. People who have even said that, listen, people who have even had authority. They said that we've casted out demons and done mighty things in your name, prophesied in your name. Even those people won't enter the kingdom of heaven. Just because you declare him as Lord with your mouth and you say all the right things does not mean that he is Lord of our lives. And this is something that I pay attention to in my life too. It says those that prophesied in my name. Just a moment ago, I was prophesying over some people who were dry inside. That's what that is. Somebody who does that one day will stand before the Lord and he's gonna be like, I never knew you. I never knew you. So how do we get into the how do we get into the kingdom of heaven? It is he who does the will of my father. He who does the will of my father. If I am Lord of your life and you do what I command you, you will enter the kingdom of heaven. Listen, Lordship is identified in our life not by what we say, but by what we do. Lordship in your life is not identified by what you say, it is by what you do. Isaiah 29:13. Isaiah 29, 13, and the Lord said, because these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips while their hearts are far from me, and their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. I want you to hear that. Because these people draw near to me with their mouth, they say all the right things. They know how to quote the scripture. They know how to say the, he's the Lord of my life or Jesus is good, but their hearts are so far from that you got to understand the Lord isn't listening to what we're saying. He's watching what's in the depths of us. There is a throne in your life that you let someone sit on. And there are two types of lords that I want to discuss. Two. The first one is a lowercase l. Lord. This one is given to show respect or even used for people in authority in a way. You, you would hear you watch different shows and they're like, Lord, so and so is coming, or Lord's this and that. The problem with the lowercase L is you can give that title to many different things. I can give this lowercase L, Lord, respect to many different things. But if you pay attention to the commandments, it says, You shall have no other what? God's before me. So what does that say? That he should be superior. In our lives. And that is what the capital L is. Capital Lord. Where are you pulling this from, Pastor? First Timothy chapter 6, verse 15. Which he will display at the proper time. He who is blessed and only sovereign. The capital K, king of lowercase kings. And the capital L, Lord of lowercase l's. And I'm not trying to give you an English. I am the least likely to succeed in English in the room. But what I am saying is pay close attention to those things. It is capitalized because it is showing that it is superior to the other things. So there are two types of lords in our lives, and there is a superior one, and he is the one that is superior. Ladies and gentlemen, we are created beings. We were made, and in that we are created to serve a lord. It is your choice to choose whom you serve. Let me say that again. We are created beings. You did not make yourself. You did not create you. We like to think we created us. We like to think we know best about us, but you are a created being. You were formed and knitted and placed in your mother's womb. The Lord has already seen all your days and written them in books. But the decision that you have to make is whom will you serve? It came a day when Joshua had to say to the people of Israel, choose you this day who you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So why is that so important pastor that we pick, that we choose? Well, Matthew chapter 6 verse 24 gives us insight. Matthew chapter 6 verse 24. No one can serve two masters. For either will for he will either hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You have to realize if you are not obeying the Lord as Lord of your life, then there's something else that's Lord in your life. If you are not following the commands of the Lord, and we're going to talk about what does that look like. I like to get practical. But I'm just I'm setting this up for you to understand that even people who have been in the church for years can still not have Jesus as Lord of their life. I, I, hope, I hope the saints in the room are listening going, I hope all these new believers are listening to pastor right now because he's preaching. I'm preaching to you too. Because there will be many that will stand before me and say, Lord, Lord, all oh, worthy is the lamb. You deserve the glory and the honor. It's not what your life said. That's not what the actions, the fruit that flowed out of you, that's not what it said. That's not what it declared. So if we're created beings and we can't serve two masters, we're serving something. What are some of those things that we could be serving, church? Yourself. This is, I think, one of the biggest ones. I got minds. Long as I got minds, I'm good. I ain't worried about anybody else getting theirs. I got minds. Your job. Your paycheck, a relationship, more possessions in your life. I gotta have this, I gotta have that. So I'm gonna hustle and do everything I can to make sure I got this and I got that. At the same time, you're bowing to that thing and not bowing to the Lord. Hear me. That does not, I did not say don't have good things in your life. It's not what I said. I'm saying don't let those things be Lord in your life. Do not let them take supreme. There could be a relationship in your life that you're bowing to over the Lord, a career, your kids, your kids' schedules, sports, how others view you. All of these things could be sitting on the throne of your heart while you're declaring that the Lord is Lord of your life, but then all these other things behind you are becoming Lord of your life. It's very easy. It's very easy to slip into that where we just, we can say it, but when the rubber meets the road, are we doing it? Are we doing it? So let me ask you today, who's sitting on the throne of your heart? How can we tell, pastor, how can I tell that something else is there? Are you doing what the word says? Are you doing what the word, if it says give 10%, are you giving 10%? If it says love your enemies... Feed them, clothe them, are you doing that? When it says, don't live in drunkenness, are you living in drunkenness? And I'll let you identify what drunkenness is in your life, but it, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to be pastor for a second. Can I do that? Can I do that? I'm going to step out here. This is a real icy subject for people. I was talking to my brother. He's a police officer. Legal limit, 0.08%. If you can't control a vehicle at 0.08%, you probably shouldn't have that much in you, period. If the world declares it that, why can't the people of the church declare it that? And I know this is dicey, and let every man work out his own salvation, and that's between, I'm just telling you, if there's a fire, guess who ain't gonna touch the fire? Me. Me. Why? Because it's going to burn me and everything else. And I'm just trying to protect you as your pastor and help you. If you can't control it, don't do it. If you can't control it, don't. Well, I got the power of the Holy Spirit in me now. I can. This goes with all things. I'm not, I know I'm pinpointing on, on alcohol right now. And I know I'm talking on this subject right here. Because let me tell you something. It is the one thing outside of drugs too. Drugs are dealt with in the church. Drugs and alcohol are some of the biggest family killers. Some of the biggest mighty men and women of God killers. And for some people, it's throne of your life. It's it's the Lord of your life. It's on the throne. It's on the throne. Hear my heart. I'm not coming to your house to open the fridge and check everything out. But what I am saying is just protect yourself. Well, everybody does it. It's a social thing. It's fun. Then how everyone views you is what's sitting on the throne of your heart versus how the Lord views me. I'm letting that person's opinion be the king of my life and make my decisions for me versus what does Jesus say about me? What does he think? He's the one that died for me, so I'm living according to him. Are you living according to this? If you're not married, don't live together. I I need my saints in the room to come on with me because there's some brothers and sisters that are laying in a field with a wolf right now that their spirit life is being devoured because they've given everything to this person and that person has no idea to commit to them whatsoever. They want all your benefits, but they don't want you. The reason he wants to be Lord is because he knows that. He's not saying, I don't want you to have fun. He's saying, I want to protect you. There is scars and wounds that come with that life that you don't need to bear. I already bared scars and wounds for you. Just listen to me. Just listen to me. My way is better. My thoughts are higher. My yoke and my burden are easy and light. Just come and listen. Just come and listen. So, Pastor, if, if if I'm gonna listen to the Lord and He's gonna be Lord of my life, what benefit is it for me? Let me show you. I told y'all it's in Scripture, and I'm gonna I'm I'm prove it to you in just a second. First benefit I want to remind you of is you get to enter into an intimate relationship with the Lord. You get to enter into a, an intimate level with the Lord. You can go deeper with the one that knows you. Number two, we're able to keep our status of being in right standing with him. We can know without a shadow of a doubt that when I stand before the Lord, there will be no questions. Because I have lived as Lord of my life. I have devoted myself to this word. I have lived it according and I'm walking that out. So again, when we are saved and we say yes to Jesus, that instant justification happens. That instant forgiveness happens. When I say yes to Jesus, I am in right standing with the Lord in that moment. The sanctification process, the being purified, is the walk that I walk to the end of my days. There's still a responsibility when I say yes to Jesus to live my life according to his word, though. Everybody understand? Everybody catch me? All right. So what's another benefit? Let me just tell you. Here's the other one. I told you that when we serve him as Lord and put him in this place, it's not like we are here with an earth mindset. He is lording it over us. He wants to help us. Look just down from Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Look at 24 through 27. Some of y'all, for me, I didn't honestly look at this scripture this way before I was preparing for this, but I want you to hear it. Will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Did you catch it? Did you pay attention to what I just read to you? You obey his commands. It benefits you. You have made him as Lord. You have done what he said. All hell will break loose. Yet you will still stand. Come on, church, I need some people that have been through some stuff who are still standing to give some glory to the Lord this morning. I stood on a rock, and the waves and the wind came, and I stood still because I have placed my trust in the one that is my rock and my protector and my provider. Yes, yes, there were times I had to say no to things, but thank God I did when that storm came. Because those that don't have him as Lord of their life is like a foolish man who builds the house on the sand. The Lord knows you're working. Some of you worked so hard, listen, to build that physical health back. Some of you worked hard to build that family. You built that relationship. You built your emotional strength back up. You built it and the rain came, but it's still withheld because you did it his way and not your way. It's so much better. It's so much better. And when I stand up here with some things, like you you hear this growl in my voice sometimes, it's because I'm watching you build on the sand and I'm going, you're building for nothing. You're building for nothing. This relationship you put your whole life in, the storm is gonna come and it's gonna fall. This emotional health that you're trying to find, you can find it in him. Yes, work on it. Go, get some help. That's what I'm telling you. That's good. That's good to go talk to somebody about it, but don't do it the way the world does it. Cling to the rock that is Jesus, so that when the storm comes, we can still stand. We can still stand. Whew. Anybody in here today still standing? Anybody in here today still standing? I said, Churches, anybody in this room still standing? All hell broke loose, I'm still standing. Curses came into my family, but I'm still standing. The enemy thought he could sneak in and pull something away. I'm still standing. Sometimes we got to get a little crazy in church and say, "Hey, storm, you tried to steal my glory in the Lord's, but you can't have it because I'm built on the rock. And I'm still standing. Some of y'all need to get some tenet. y'all need to take the earrings off, kick the shoes off and get ready to fight. There's a storm coming and I'm ready for it. Come what may. Come what may, but I'm still standing. Because I built myself on the rock. When I said I'm standing on this rock, and everyone else looked at me like I was crazy, their houses are falling. Their houses are falling, and I'm still standing. Now, I know some of you in this room cannot attest to that. And that's okay. This is not me. Saying you couldn't stand up and shout in that moment. This is me saying the Lord heard you and prepared this message for you to let you know you can rebuild. Thank God that we serve a God of second, third, fourth, fifteenth, twenty seventh, one thousandth chances that came. The word says that we have a high priest that understands where we were and what we went through when he came and lived in the flesh. And he's a God of grace of mercy. He's not a God of just do it however you want and I'll just forgive it. But he is a God that says, you got it wrong last time. That's okay. Let's get it right this time. Come on church. The message of the church should not be, he's just going to cover his grace will abound multiple. Hey, you got it wrong last time. Let's get it right this time. Let's get it right this time. Today is your day. Today is your day to rebuild it. Your relationships aren't working. Your finances are in a mess. Your job is a wreck. You've got all these things going on in your life, and you're just, you're just, the storm came and your house fell. Your life fell apart. When I say your house, I mean your life. Everything in you just fell to pieces. But today you can take those pieces and put it in the hand of the Lord and allow Him to rebuild it. But here's the thing. You can't look over His shoulder and say, you sure that's where I need to put that? You sure I need to get rid of that? I mean, I really like it. Can it just be like like a guest house over here? I can just visit it sometimes. (laughs) When you say you're Lord of my life, you step back and you remove your hands of it and you say, the clay is in the hand of the potter. And you know better than I do. Do it. So once you get to this place, listen, and you put it in his hands, just like the psalmist says in Psalms 51, created me a clean heart, oh God. And renew a right spirit within me. Renew a right spirit within me. Once we get to that place, we can now roll into the next response of Jesus being our Lord. When we have Jesus in the correct place as Lord, we respond to him with obedience. Then we respond to him with a life of worship to his lordship. Living a life of worship is a response to his lordship. Living a life of worship is a response to his worship. And this is why we worship. And let me say this. Worship isn't just the songs we sing on Sunday morning. The great songs that you hear come out of Maverick City or Bethel or whomever you listen to. Worship is a lifestyle. Everything that I do is for the glory of the Lord. That's worship. My thoughts are worship. My words are worship. My actions are worship. Everything I do is worship unto the Lord. And here's, here's how we should live. Psalms 95, six through seven. Psalms 95, six through seven. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Can I explain this scripture to you for just a second? Again, I, I nerd out when it comes to scripture. We are the people of his pasture. What does that mean? Everything that we have is provided in his pasture. Everything that I have is his because I'm a people of his pasture. The provision that I have in my life is because of him. So I'm going to praise him. I'm going to worship him. I'm the sheep of his hand. You got to remember when they're they're writing this, being a shepherd was a huge thing. That's not something we typically, hey, what do you do? I'm a shepherd, bro. It's a great career. You don't get that, you don't check that off when you go to school. Like, hey, what career path do you want? I want to be a shepherd. Like that's just what you did. It was your livelihood. It was your live it was your family's way of living. But what you have to understand when there's a shepherd, a shepherd protects. He's always looking to make sure nothing comes into his pasture that can harm his sheep. He feeds, he cleans, he checks. Something that most people don't know there are sheep have these insects that get up in their nose and if they are unaddressed they will literally kill them. So a shepherd has to go around and look in the snout of all of his sheep. And clean anything out that doesn't need to be there. Because if not, it will kill them. Hopefully you're trekking with me. There are things in your life that can go undetected that no one else sees but the shepherd. And it's his job to come in and clean that thing out so it doesn't kill you. We are the sheep of his hand. Come on, man. Like, when I come, Lord, thank you for the things that I can't even see. The things that I don't even know that have come to kill me and destroy me. You see them. And you take care of them. That's why you're Lord of my life. That's why you're Lord of my life. Because everything else that has sat on that throne just wants more and more and more. And has nothing to give back. And all you do is give. All you do is help. All you do is bring success. All you do is bring strength and protection. So that's why I worship you. The scripture calls us to action. It says, let us bow down. Some people in the room, men in the room... Men in the room, we need to bow. Our kids need to see us bowing. Hey, in this world, I will, not, I will bow to no man. But you need to hear me. I will bow to Jesus. My kids need to know that if I'm on my knees, it's for the Lord. It's not for, this, it's not for this economy. It's not for this president. It's not for any person in this world. But I am bowing to the one who loves me. Why is that so important? Because kids, our kids need to see a heart of worship, gentlemen. They're watching you. They're watching you. And I know your, your father might not have shown you that. Let's start with you. Let's start with you. Hey, kids, come in the room today. We're going to bow to the Lord. We're going to literally get on our knees. And this is just an expression to the Lord to let him know that he is my king and that he is my Lord. There is no one else I would do this for. I will literally do this for no one else but him. And when you live your life that way, your kids will know you're telling the truth. They'll be like, my dad was a man's man, but when he came to the Lord, he bowed. He, he, he got on his face before the Lord. Your kids need to see that. Your kids need to see it. They don't need to just see your wives doing it. You need to be the leader of your household and lead them in that. And lead them in that. And like I said, does that mean every day they come in your room, you go, oh, God... snuck up on me. I didn't know you was there. No, I'm just talking about there's intentional moments that I grab my kids and I say, y'all come here. Baby, come here. We're going to kneel and we're just going to pray together. We're going to pray. We're going to pray before the Lord. Revelations 5, 12 through 14 says, Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said amen and the elders fell down and worshiped. Pastor, what does that mean? He is literally explaining that those of us on earth and those in heaven, we are joining with heaven as we praise the Lord. All the beings in heaven, I'm hearing it. Also, all the things on earth, I'm hearing it. So we are, when we worship the Lord, we are joining with heaven saying, Worthy is the Lamb. Yeah. Worthy is the Lamb. Side note, cool thing about this, they had no clue I was going to read this scripture today. And I had no clue we were singing, You're worthy of it all. But as a recurring theme for somebody today, that we just give him praise and honor. Let's do his name. In Revelations 4.11, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. By your will, they existed and were created. Today, we've put together a little illustration to kind of show you what happens in our day-to-day lives. What is a picture of what goes on in our hearts every day? So if you will, Turn your attention here to the stage for me.
1: I'm so excited. Ooh, today's the day. Yes. Oh, I cannot wait. It's going to be a good day. Jesus! Jesus I am so excited I have a gift for you really? for you for yes please. the throne of my life right here and I want you to have it really? yep really? yep I know it's taken me a long time to get there but I am so ready for you to sit on the throne of my life yes please sit down have a seat it's well, yours all for you yes I'm excited oh no yes oh can't wait yeah Three. yeah I'm about to ask for oh home. so good yes Hey, Mom, you know Mom. Oh, what, baby? Can Lexi stay the night Saturday? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be fine. But make sure she knows we go to church on Sunday. Uh, do we have to? We're going to be up all night, and we don't want to get up in the morning. Michaela, we haven't been to church all month. We're going to church on Sunday. We could just watch it online. It's not a big deal. All right, listen. We're just going to do a little compromising, okay? Just, you know, we can watch it online, but we're going next Sunday. Yes, thank you, Mom. You're welcome. She's so cute, is she? Oh, God. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I did not mean to share that with you. That is yours. I gave it to you, and I am not taking it back. really hurts. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. But, hey, listen. So, I've been meaning to talk to you about something. Yeah, yeah. There's this girl at work. Oh, she works my nerves. Like, every time she comes in, I just want, you know what I mean? So, I'm really trying. Yeah. So, I'm really trying to, like, yeah. figure out how. Hang on hang on one sec wait oh, hold on Lynn girl I'm so glad that you called me listen that girl at work she's been on my nerves again this week and I have been really trying like really hard Stop. I've been really trying not to go hood on her but she's really just listen I can't because you know she want to run her mouth last time and I was like I can't even but Lynn, I'm gonna call you I'm gonna call you right back I'm gonna call you right back. you know what that's my bad flesh got a hold of me I didn't mean to Sorry, I apologize. No, I, I don't. I really don't. I know I got a little carried away. I, I'm going to pray for her. We're going to pray for her. Yeah. Sit down. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm going to do because that's the best thing to do. And I didn't mean to, okay? <laughs> Sorry. You forgive me? You do. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're such a good Lord. Ooh. You comfortable? Hey, Misty. How are you? It's Alicia. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm great. How you been? I've been good. It's been good to see you at church. Yeah, girl, I come every Sunday, every Sunday. You know we've been missing you. Yeah, no, I'm here. I love church. I know. Have you thought about joining a journey group yet? Yeah, a who? A journey group. From here? Yeah. Like the classes that they take? Yes. Do yeah, that. so do so while I was going to, I heard about them and I, I think they're really great, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. we got a really busy schedule and getting of, here on Sundays is a little hard already.
0: Well, but, but, you know,
1: we meet on Wednesday night or Sunday after Sunday. Yeah, church. that's what I'm saying. So, so, trying to get back here, you, get, you know, you like little, and then take a little nap on Sundays, and during go the week, go we got back. softball, we got all yeah. kinds of stuff. Well, I but think it'd be really nice. It helps you to, you know, get intimate and dive deeper and yeah. learn about the Lord. Look, world. I don't like. I really don't. I really just don't like a lot of people in my business. You know what I mean? Like I like to say intimate at home and not really in a group. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know. But if, you, if you ever want yeah. to join, we're here. Just let me know. You know, please. it's so. Uh, if for some pa- hey, 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 sir. Me. Jesus, D- Lord. No, <laughs> no. Uh uh-uh. uh My bad. I'm going to join. No. It. I'm going to join. I'm going today, right now, to the life group. You need it. Today after you this. You No, 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 no. I want you to have it. I gave it to you. Take it. Come on. Your, I'm yeah. trying. Listen, but you know what? Ain't you ever heard like, Jesus, my co-pilot? That's like, we not really
0: how it works. We
1: can share this. Look, I want you, I want you to have it. Take it.
0: Let me. You have, to let, it. you have to let me have it. You have to let it go. But I can't. Then you've already made your choice. Worship team, if you'll go ahead and come on back up. We wanted to do that illustration because I wanted to show you in front what it looks like. This is not something to, well, Pastor, that was pretty petty. You like literally picked out three specific things. And honestly, I didn't pick any of it. They actually worked on it together. But what I needed to show you was this is our everyday life. It is a constant But as Curtis representing the Lord said, I'm not gonna come in and I'm just gonna take it. You've gotta be willing to give it to me. And I love it the part where he said at the beginning where it's all I've ever wanted for you. If I can convey anything today, it's this, that the Lord wants to be the Lord for your benefit. He did it for you. He came for you. He died for you. And he wants to be Lord for you. But we have to be willing to say, you know what? I've got to get up off the throne. I can't sees with the Lord. I can't kind of hold on. It's got to be His. And the way that He says do it is the way that I'm going to do it with my life. And I'm going to commit to say, you know what? Yes, I say it with my mouth. Just as we saw, she kept saying all the right things. But when it came to the heart, who is truly sitting on the throne of your heart today? Who is the one that holds this place in your life so every head bowed and every eye closed in the room today just going to ask this simple question whether you're online or you're in the room today the first question is this I always ask this question You came to church with the intention to ask the Lord into your heart and to forgive you of your sins. Like, get your life right with him. I'm going to give you that opportunity. But the bigger question today is this. How many of you in this room today say, you know what? I've always said that he's Lord of my life, but my actions have not reflected it. And I want to say this. When you respond to this call, this is not me standing up here taking pictures, writing down your name so I can come ask you what those things are. This is between you and the Lord. This is between you and the Lord returning to a place where He is the Lord of your life, your schedule, your thoughts, your finances, everything that has to do with you, He is in control of it. And for some, that's a big, that's a big statement. That's a big step to take. But we want to pray with you and believe with you and agree with you today. So as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, those are my two questions for you today. If you came wanting to accept the Lord as your Lord and Savior, or if you're today and you say, you know what, I just need to make Him Lord of my life. I'm not going to call my prayer team down to start because this is between you and the Lord, and I want you to come just bow before Him today to signify that I am turning it over to you, that I am surrendering everything in my life to you, Lord. And we're going to sing this song again together, but... If everyone in the room will stand with me today. I'm gonna pray for you. And then when they start to sing, that's the call. That's the call. You're gonna come, some of our staff and board will come behind you and just pray over you. If you wanna talk to somebody, you can turn around and be like, hey, I just need help with this. So this is the area I need prayer in. Whatever that may be for you, you can do that today. But we just want you to come and just bow before the King, before the Lord of Lords. And if you're in the room today, and you say, you know what? I just want more of that. I just want to come kneel and sing again. Then you're more than welcome to come today as well. Lord, I pray over your people. I already hear the fight going on. It was comical between Misty and Curtis up here, but God, it is, it is what's happening even right now. I mean, we can pray it right here. That's okay. We can we can stay right here in our seat and not go forward, and we can still say that He's Lord of our life. And then, Lord, you're going. No, I need you to I need you to let yourself know you're fully committed. You're in this thing. You're in this thing. And so, Lord, I just pray for the enemy to be silenced in the room today, God. And we just thank you for it. We give you all praise and glory for it, God. And as we come and make you Lord of our lives, may we see that that sand becomes rock again. May we see that that sand becomes rock again, God, and that we won't be building like the foolish man, but that we will be building like you, Lord. Whatever it may be, whatever it may be today, God, we come back and we make you Lord of that situation and that circumstance in our life. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.